Hi, you're watching Young Female Entrepreneurs, the live stream that happens every Thursday night here at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern at ovalai.tv slash live. And tonight's episode was brought to you by, or is brought to you, I should say, in the present tense by the smart girl. Okay, so it's brought to you by Ovali, where we empower your home office lifestyle through web hosting, cloud services, and domain names. Visit ovali.com to buy your domain today. And by audible.com, get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash Ovali. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So, like I was saying, tonight's episode um, was brought to you by the sponsors, but it's all about Tori Molnar. She is a teenpreneur. So you've got your mompreneurs, you've got your fempreneurs, you've got all that funny little, you know, jargon that's happening right now in the headlines. But Tori is 15 years old and she's an entrepreneur and it's not like she just started it this year when she's 15 this has been years in the making and she focuses on giving back or providing other teen girls with the tools to do the same in their lives so i'm very excited to speak with her she's overcome a number of obstacles in creating utoria and building the lifestyle of her dreams and she's going to be sharing with you how to overcome those obstacles what it means to be a teenpreneur how she actually came about doing that and a whole host of other subjects so i'm very excited to welcome her on the show now she's someone that yfe actually featured Mm, about a little bit over a year ago. I think I have a screenshot of the feature. We did um, a little blog profile on her on the YFE website, and uh, it was very well received. Everyone thought she was just absolutely amazing, and at the time, I think she was like 14 years old, and uh, so the company she started is called Utoria, and like I said, it's all about focusing on women. Um, yeah, no, those, no, those are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> my producer's putting on the wrong screenshot so we'll get to it later on in the show um but anyway so definitely stay tuned through the episode it's about 30 minutes of this live stream i am on the live chat so if you're on the chat introduce yourself oh this chat yeah introduce yourself and uh let me know a little bit about yourself and um i'll try and pick up as many questions as i can from the chat and ping them over to tori so she can answer them um after this you'll be able to watch all of the replays of the live stream um tonight's episode last week's episode with joy Schaffler, who talked about pr and crowdfunding that episode was awesome gosh joy gave so much great so many great tips it was episode 24 and you can get it on itunes um there's a video Video and an audio option. If you're like me, I go on walks or I'm at the gym and I like to listen to kind of like business shows, business books, that kind of thing to get me motivated for the day. And so the MP3 version is really nice for that. Um, but you can find them on iTunes by just searching for Young Female Entrepreneurs or going onto the youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com site or looking at ovalay.tv. We've got past episodes there as well. Um, so you can find this episode there and we'll include all of the links about Tori that we're going to be talking about tonight. So make sure you go back to ovalay.tv tomorrow or the next day to find out what we're, you know, where's my Utoria, all that fun stuff. So before I welcome Tori on, I wanted to give you just a couple updates on what's happening with the YFE community because we're doing a lot of fun stuff. Um, now as far as tonight, this is the hashtag. We're at YFE TV. So if you're on Twitter, you can tweet about it. I have to admit, I'm not on Twitter tonight. So if you're talking to me and trying to ask Tori questions, make sure that you're over on the overlay.tv slash live chat room to chat in the questions. Now as far as... Um, 
uh, the Twitter goes. <laughs> We've got the Twitter chats. The next one is coming up on Tuesday, August 21st, and I believe that's this coming Tuesday, and it's at 11 p.m. Pacific um, in the morning, and then uh, 2 p.m. on the East Coast, and again, those times have been really successful for us in the past. It's a great little break for you. It's about an hour or so, and we're talking about the lifestyle or the independent, location-independent lifestyle that a lot of business owners, a lot of young women are interested in when they get into entrepreneurship. And so we're going to be discussing that in the Twitter chat. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, make sure that you show up, and you can find out more about that at uh, yfe.me slash tweet yfe or just youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Uh, so make sure that you like us on Facebook. And then finally, a couple little in real life events that are happening. Um, uh, if you're in the Seattle area next Wednesday, I'm going to be at the Seattle Chamber All YPN event. And I still have a few free tickets. So if you want to email Jen at youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com, that's my personal email address. You're welcome to reach out and say, hey, Jen, I want to go to the Seattle Chamber event with you. Just let me know. I've already invited some of my favorite YFEs that are in the Seattle area, but I'd love to meet new people. Um, so just email me for that. And again, it's next Wednesday, and I'll have details over at the youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com site. And then um, in September, September 13th, is the YFE Los Angeles In Real Life Meetup. Now, this is hosted by Erin of Well in LA, and oh my goodness, her events always sell out. They're always amazing, and I am so excited to be able to to attend it. So I'm in the Seattle area. I'm going to fly down specifically for Erin's event and support her and help her out in whatever way she needs. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, San Diego, like hours away, wherever you are, drive into the city. I'll be there for a day and we can hook up for coffee or something like that. I'd love to meet you in real life. So that's just a little bit about what's going on at youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com. I could go on and on, but I don't want to because we have Tori in our virtual green room, and um, she's just got an amazing amount of um, tips, resources, and just an incredible story to tell us all about. So just to give you a little background on who Tori is, she is a 15-year-old, like we were saying, 15-year-old Pittsburgh native who left behind the high school experience in favor of homeschooling so she could work full-time to build her entrepreneurial dream. In late 2010, she founded Utoria, a unique direct selling company for young women, which focuses on building key business skills and financial independence. Tori speaks at business conferences across the East Coast, motivating and inspiring people from all walks of life to pursue their goals no matter what obstacles stand in their way. Audiences are always wowed when they discover that this outgoing and passionate young lady has overcome cerebral palsy and uses um and uses the early death of her father to fuel her drive instead of hold her back so this is an incredible young woman just from her bio so i want to go ahead and welcome tori onto the show thank you so much for being on young female entrepreneurs live stream tori thank you jen for having me i'm so excited to talk to you tonight okay so first of all we have to bring this up now this is a gorgeous young blonde tori she got on skype tonight and <laughs> the funniest thing is just like are you tori because i've known like i said i uh yfe covered tori about a year ago and she was always this cute little blonde girl but now you look very mature adult tan redhead just gorgeous so thank you so much for being on the show Thank you. I'm so excited. Like I said, you know, you've supported me so much over the past year starting Utoria, so I'm excited to come back and kind of give an update just yeah. on what's going on. Awesome. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about what Utoria is just to get started with? 
Okay, so Utoria kind of presents this unique opportunity for young women to you know, start their own business but not really experience all the risks. And at the same time, they can start this business where they have me and the Utoria team as well as other Utoria girls to kind of help them and guide them to their own success. But we make sure that it's customizable every step of the way for them. Awesome. Now, um, as far as your business model goes, why did you choose to take your business in this direction where you're actually giving these young women the support, that type of a thing? Like we mentioned in the bio that it's a direct sales business model. Why did you choose to take it in that in that path? Well, originally when I started Utoria, I started it because it was my freshman year in high school. All of my friends were looking for jobs while I was looking for a business to start. So samples started coming in from manufacturers for an online boutique that I was starting where I was going to sell fashion rings. And, you know, my friends fell in love with the product and I started selling the product at school and different things like that. So my friends would come up to me and ask me, you know, Tori, how can we help you sell these? Or can you help us start a business similar to this? And uh, at the time, I was also reading Mary Kay Ash's biography and all of the morals and, you know, all the different things that she put into starting Mary Kay were really inspiring to me. And I realized that I could start a company where I could teach girls how to run their own business. So I started doing a lot of research and things. And most direct sales companies at the time were only teaching people how to sell their products. And that made me really mad because they have huge audience that they're already serving. They could be teaching them so much more than how to sell a product. Um, so I really wanted to focus on the education component that wasn't being offered anywhere else. Okay, so let's go back. When you were reading the Mary Kay Ash book, um, how old were you? <laughs> I was 13 and a half at the time. Why, why did you pick that book up? Why were you reading it? It was kind of funny because my mom actually found it at a yard sale. And I was obsessed with business books. I loved reading business books. I'd read books from Richard Branson and, you know, names I even haven't even heard of. And, you know, just some really inspirational things. And then uh, she brought home Mary Kay Ash's book and I fell in love with it. And, you know, I read it and it got addicted to it. It was like Twilight for the business guru. Like, <laughs> I, I was addicted. <laughs> I couldn't uh, put it down. I read it for literally two days straight and was done with it. But it, And then I went, I think I read it three times. The first time I just read it through. The second time I went through and took notes. And then the third time I went through and figured out how I could apply it to my business. All right. So let's talk about why you first started in business, why you started selling the products. Because um, you talked a little bit about why you wanted to expand that and offer other teen girls the same experience. But why did you first start going into your school and selling selling different items that you loved? Well, first of all, I knew that I needed a way to make money. You know, I was 13. I was thinking about a car. I didn't want to be stuck in a position where, you know, I would be 15, turning 16, couldn't afford a car. Um, you know, even things like going and hanging out at the mall and shopping with my friends and things. I just wanted a way to make extra money. Um, and I was really passionate about these fashion rings because they were so trendy and I was like little fashionista. I loved keeping up on all the trends. So I found out that I could personally communicate with manufacturers and um, both in China and in the U.S., but the cool thing was is that they didn't know my age, so that was never a barrier because it was always online. So, you know, I acted like I was just like everyone else, and they started sending me samples, and, you know, I just kind of fell in love with the selling of products, and I fell in love with the direct sales industry 
and the products that they offered. And, you know, for the longest time, I did want to become like a Mary Kay representative or sell Stella and Dot, but I couldn't do that because in order to sign one of those contracts, you had to be at least 18. So I knew it wouldn't work for me. And so I went out and created that for myself. So why? Okay. First of all, let's stop because I, I embarrassingly admitted I don't know much about direct sales and what it is and that type of the, the entire industry. So tell us a little bit for those who are watching what direct sales is. Direct sales is the companies that um, aren't actually selling from a corporate platform. Say when you go to Saks Fifth Avenue or Nordstrom's, um, it's companies like Mary Kay, Stella and Dot, Amway, the companies where there are people just like you that are having parties that are social selling on the ground floor of the company and actually turning it into an income for themselves. Okay, that makes sense. Now, as far as um, the direct sales and how you uh, got started in that, I like... I like I just said I didn't I don't really know what that is. How did you understand? Okay, I'm selling these fashion rings. Other girls are asking me how to do that. Why did you say okay? I'm going to turn around and basically license this out and be able to teach them how to do it. Why didn't you just take them on as employees? Like what was how, what was your experience in that? What led up to that point where you decide this is the way I'm going to take it? Well, Mary Kay in her book talked about as originally, you know, she brought on three or four friends and they would sell products for her and then she'd just give them, you know, a little bit of money on the side, you know, in exchange for their effort. But the reason I really did it was because at the time I had considered taking on my friends as employees, but being 15, 16, 17 year old girls, um, it wasn't that I didn't trust them, but I knew that they had busy lives with cheerleading and sports and all these different things. And I knew that they couldn't commit, you know, 110% to selling my products. So I really had to incentivize them more than just paying them an hourly rate. And I found that through the Mary Kay books, and that's exactly what Mary Kay Ash did over the years is, you know, she evolved into this direct sales company because she didn't start there. I think that's insane. I was just listening to you. I mean, I meet girls like this all the time who are in college even, and they tell me about how they're, you know, doing these little things here and there. They'll be babysitting or they'll be uh, taking a job, working for Sell and Dot like you were saying, and I'm just like, you could do so much more. You could do all of this. Like, they'd never even consider this, so I'm just kind of blown away of why you even considered doing this in the first place. Why did you pick up the Mary Kay Ash book? Like, all of the stuff that went into it, I think it's just crazy. Um, so let's go ahead and move on and talk a little bit more about it. So, um, like we mentioned at the beginning, by the way, if you're just watching right now, we're, we, this is the Young Female Entrepreneurs live stream. It happens every Thursday here at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern at overlay.tv slash live. And we have Tori Molnar of Utoria, um, which is, I think it's myutoria.com, right, Tori? Um, yes. Okay, so perfect. Uh, so she's telling us about how uh, she started her company. She's only 15 years old, and I am on the live chat. So if you have questions for her, make sure that you chat them in. Now, in the bio, we talked about how she has a couple obstacles. Tori, why don't you tell us about those obstacles that you had to overcome to start your business, if you don't mind? Um, I actually had to overcome a lot of obstacles when I started my business, but not just when I started my business, but in my personal life, too. Um, when I was 18 months old, my father passed away um, from a really tragic accident. And then six months later, I was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. Gosh. So I, I kind of, my mom never let me, you know, think of myself as handicapped or, you know, let me mope around just because, you know, I was a girl without a dad. You know, she always taught me to keep going and, you know, I was perfectly capable and, you know, my life wasn't going to end just because these things happen. So I was always kind of trained into that mindset, you know, to just keep pushing forward. And, you know, later when I 
became passionate about entrepreneurship, which actually happened pretty early for me. I would say four or five years old, I started my first company, which was selling candy at my grandma's open-air flea market. Um, but pretty early on, when I became passionate about entrepreneurship, I learned how to use these things to my advantage rather than, you know, kind of be scared about them and not want to talk about them and let them hold me back. So I had to overcome those obstacles personally as a child. But then when starting my business, you know, there were a lot of different obstacles I had to face, like, you know, not being old enough to sign my name on a bank account and not being able to get a loan and, you know, just different things of being, you know, 14 years old and trying to start a direct sales company. Um, but each challenge you see, you face it, you figure it out, and you keep moving forward. And that's just kind of how I faced everything. I think that's awesome. I Yeah, I read something about your dad, and I was just thinking that's insane. Not only for you that you over you overcame those different obstacles in your life, too, and you're able to move on and be a happy, you know, positive young woman, uh, but I just was – I kept thinking, wow, your mom is amazing <laughs> because <laughs> – she obviously, I mean, I could be speaking out of turn here and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but she raised a good daughter. Whatever she did was she did well, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like to think so. <laughs> I think your mom's on the chat now, so I'll have to, she'll have to, maybe that's why you're saying it because your mom's on the chat. <laughs> we'll have to follow up afterwards. Uh, so uh, on that note, how influential has your mom been in your business? If it weren't for my mom, Utoria would not exist right now, simply put. Um, I tell a lot of people I come from a very rural area. Um, when I say rural, I mean very rural. Um, my high school actually only has about 350 kids in it when I did go to public high school. So the mentality around here is oftentimes, you know, you go to high school, you try to get into a good college, you try to get a good job, and you know sometimes those things don't work out for you, and that's okay. You can you know go work at McDonald's or you know do any of those type of thing. I'm not saying that's wrong, but you know that's normally how the cycle goes here, and no one even really thinks about starting a business. There are a few business owners in our area, but a lot of times they own multiple businesses and have a sort of monopoly in the small town I live in. So it's not really um, common knowledge to be able to go out and start your own business even in the small local area, let alone on a national level. So my mom never held me back. She, I mean, like I said, my first business was at four or five years old. And at the time, you know, my mom helped me make my business card. She helped me set up my little stand and, you know, put some decorations out and things to make it festive and fun to invite people in. And she taught me these things along the way. And, you know, at six and seven years old, I was talking contracts and my parents owned company. So I like, I'm going to dock your pay because you're sitting around. So it was just simple things like that where my mom was constantly teaching me how things worked in the business, and I constantly wanted to learn more. Like, it was like a sponge for me. I think that's interesting. I just read an article uh, coming out of Morocco where – they have a huge uh, youth unemployment issue right now, and the government's actually giving in crazy incentives to these young people to start companies. They're actually throwing money at them saying, start these companies. And the young people in Morocco are coming back at them. This is what the article is saying, of course. The young people are coming back at them saying, you know, no, it's too risky. I'd rather have employment. And so they were saying it's a cultural thing and that we were they were raised to go and get a job. And I think we see some of that in the States, although I think it's changing. Um, so I think that's a really interesting way in that, that you're your parents brought you up basically or your mom brought you up by teaching by example right uh, exactly she, yeah so I think that's fa that's fantastic now and, well the other problem is too is in the U.S. 
my good friend Tori Johnson talks about this a lot, um, where people think that employment is so safe, but is it really safe? Because every week when that paycheck comes in, you have the risk, you take the risk of being fired and that check being discontinued. So is it really as safe as we all think it is, or is entrepreneurship where you really determine your own destiny the better route? It's so funny um, that you mentioned Tori Johnson, because my mom spoke at the the... the spark and hustle tour and so Mm -hmm. i read her book and you are featured in her book i am i'm on page 183 i believe and uh yeah and i also i started you know speaking at spark and hustle last year in orlando and then i spoke again in atlanta and it was amazing for me because this year on the tour i actually got to speak in my hometown of pittsburgh pennsylvania so it was it was really surreal for me because it was like, wow, look at how far I've come in the past year. But it, it was amazing. It was amazing. Awesome. So now, okay, let's take it back just a little bit. And I need to read this to make sure I get this right because I've watched a couple of your videos. And you've said that you want Utoria to go down in herstory, I like that, <laughs> as a company that helps change the way that young women think earn and learn so what has been your own experience in school when it comes to learning about entrepreneurship because like we said in the bio you've left traditional public school and you're now doing homeschooling so what has been your experience as far as schooling goes maybe in public school versus homeschooling um honestly it wasn't really that great the only outlet I had in school to learn about entrepreneurship was really future business leaders of America and even so Um, the only way you could actually learn was from a book. And, you know, I'm sure you know, Jen, because you are a business owner, that you can't learn certain business skills from a book. They have to be learned through experience. Um, So it was frustrating for me because, you know, I would go into the competitions and, you know, I competed in business math and these, these topics that I had learned about my whole life. And, you know, I would compete and I would do well, but, I was I kept thinking like what are the other kids learning from this is this really going to help them go out and start a business one day um and oftentimes that answer to myself was no so I think that there needs to be a lot more interactive components to these organizations that are being offered in schools today I think that's a good point and hopefully someone is listening to the live stream and they're thinking wow Tori is really smart we should we should incorporate that into our programs Uh, so let's go ahead and move on now uh, Tiffany Silverberg who is on the chat she's an awesome copywriter she was asking about specifically a little bit I mean this was earlier uh, she's asking about as far as you know how do you recruit your girls are you still accepting people are you nationwide that kind of a thing which you've kind of answered but as far as the recruitment part goes how do you actually bring Utoria girls into the organization what's the process for that um well to become a Utoria girl all you really need to do is go and buy your startup kit give us your basic information and then from there you get to name your Utoria boutique um, pick what products you're going to sell decorate your catalog and go through that process so we really don't have a selection process Um, everyone deserves a chance to be an entrepreneur and it's not really our right to discriminate discriminate against anyone you know for that opportunity so we're very diverse I mean we have everyone in our um, company from you know teen moms to traveling athletes to um, models like you name it you know Utoria has it and it's really cool because especially because we have such diverse girls um, they all find something to learn from one another and I think that's really amazing. So now as far as the girls go you said teen moms and athletes that kind of a thing so these girls are actually replacing 
uh, going to work for a movie theater or um, I don't know what else do teen teenagers do babysitting uh, for creating basically their own little mini companies with the help of Utoria. Is that kind of the idea then? Yes, and it's so amazing. We did a soft launch in October, and it actually shut down in December when we went through our model expansion. But a lot of the girls were finding that through Utoria, within the first two months of becoming a Utoria girl, they had replaced, not only replaced their income from whatever job they were working previously, but they've added on to that tremendously too. And so it was really awesome for me to watch them, you know, experience that financial freedom. That's crazy. Now, okay, so this is further on in the, um, no, I'll just go into the next question. <laughs> so as far okay. as the products that you offer these girls, like you were saying, you started off with the fashion rings. And by the way, if you're watching the live stream right now, I am on the chat. If you have questions for Tori, just chat them in and I'll make sure to ping them over to her so she can answer them right now live and everything. Now, um, the products go, how did you choose them? Because you chose the fashion ring, you were a fashionista, and you're really marketing specifically to teenage girls. So what does, what does that process look like? <laughs> Well, before I tell you how we choose products, I should point out, because I'm sure a lot of people are confused about this, that Utoria actually does not manufacture and distribute our own products. We work with small businesses all over the country to give them brand exposure and education through our army of Utoria girls. We really focus on growing these small businesses versus marketing our own products. Um, so the selection process kind of started happening, you know, like it, you said at first, we sold the fashion rings, but then the Utoria girls at the time, who I like to call the originals because they were really like the original Utoria girls before they even existed, um, would come to me and say, okay, Tori, we really like this product. Is there any way we can sell this too? Like, we know that you get rings from manufacturers. Can you get us this product from a manufacturer too? And they were learning those types of things too. So they would say, okay, we want to sell this product and we'd add the product. And then they were like, okay, well, we want to sell this product and we'd add a product. Um, so I really designed the Utoria product line so that there's you know, something in there for every girl to be passionate. And you really can't sell a product unless you're passionate about it anyways. No, I think so, that's awesome. Thank you. So the way we actually choose the products is, you know, first of all, the company will send us samples of the product, and then we actually distribute those out to Utoria girls. We don't actually test them ourselves. And we collect feedback from the Utoria girls about what they think, and they ultimately get to decide whether we sell that product or not. And, of course, there's some more um, financial commitment-type things on the back end that happen. But it's really the Utoria girls who ultimately decide what's going to be in the collection next time. That's awesome. Yeah, I can think of a hundred other questions to ask you about how you structure that and how you keep in communication with your Utoria girls. But before I do, um, well, actually, I don't think I'll get to that tonight. So we might have to do some kind of follow up thing later on. But um, as far as uh, the speaking with manufacturers, because I think this is intimidating for no matter you know what age you are. And you were saying that uh, it was nice for you to speak with overseas manufacturers because the age wasn't an issue because it was all online. How did how do you do that? How did you learn how to call up a manufacturer and say, "Hey, I want to sell your product," or help my girls sell your product? Like, how, what was that process like? Um, well, at first I did have a lot of help from my mom. She would write me out sample emails and then, you know, gradually I would start doing it on my own. And, um, she would just tell me, you know, this is the information you need. Email them, tell them that you're from this company, what your name is, um, what you intend on doing with their product and that you would like to partner with them and that you want, um, samples to try, um, before you place your initial order. 
so then, you know, almost every time, I don't think I've ever had a manufacturer reject me trying to sell their product. Um, so every time they would email me back and say, okay, we need your resale tax ID number, and I would send that to them. And, you know, we need your address, and I would send it to them. Um, sometimes some of the manufacturers, especially when it was a more um, higher priced item, they would want to see my brick and mortar storefront so then I'd have to explain to them that we didn't have one of those. And um, those manufacturers we ended up not working with, but most of the others um, were pretty lenient about what happened. So then they just need that basic information. And, and normally when it was in China, it took about three to four weeks to get a sample. But when it was in the U.S., it took me about one to two weeks to get samples. So then the samples would come in, we'd test them, and then we'd decide whether or not their products met our quality and, um, you know, just different standards that we've had for our products. I mean, obviously now we really focus on the story and things that go into our products um, and the people that go behind them. But at the time, you know, we were just really focused on quality and, you know, really fashionable, awesome products. No, that's awesome. Now, uh, what are your plans after high school? That's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> You're 15 now, so you still have technically traditional school. You still have a few years left, right? A couple years at least. What? So what, um, what are the plans right now, I should ask? Well, I'm going into my junior year of high school, so traditionally I would have to go start touring colleges this year. It's kind of intimidating to me, though, um, especially because I don't have very good grades right now because I've been focusing on Utoria. Oh, I bet. So, um, well, I kind of... I do the minimal effort, I guess you would say, just to kind of get through the classes because I've been working so much. I literally put in, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week in Utoria. So it's it's hard to find time to do my schoolwork too. Um, right now, I am I think I'm on academic probation, but I'm about to get my schoolwork done, so that won't be a problem anymore. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't think I would go to college just because... I've seen what I can learn outside of college as far as business, and I know that that's the field that I want to go into. Um, so the only way I would attend a college is if I got some really spectacular scholarship offer. It's funny. My um, producer is whispering in my ear that some of the most successful people that are out there, they didn't go to college. I mean, some of the most successful people didn't even graduate from high school. Not to say that I know your mom's on the chat, not to say that that's something that you <laughs> should do, but I just, I, it's, so with that in mind, what do you say to um, Peter Thiel? What do you say to the whole, you know, you shouldn't go to college here. Let me give you $20,000 to explore your idea, that kind of thing. It's funny that you mentioned Peter Thiel because I have actually been a Forbes magazine addict since I was probably like 12, 13 years old. I, I read every issue cover to cover. Um, <laughs> so I, I saw whenever he first launched the 20, um, I think it was called 20 Under 20 um, program. And I knew that I wasn't in the age range that he was looking for because at the time I hadn't even started high school. So I personally emailed him and asked him to be accepted into the program because I had this really great idea about Utoria. Um, of course, I never got a response. But, I mean, Peter Thiel is a pretty popular person after Facebook launched. So, <laughs> But I, I did make the effort to get into that program because I thought it was really amazing. Yeah, how many young girls would even... I? Do they know what email is? I don't... I think I'm a little out of touch with, like, 12-year-old girls. <laughs> I'm sure they know what email is. <laughs> I, I think... 
<laughs> I think most uh, kids my age only have email to log into Facebook and Twitter. Well, and that's what I was thinking. Things. Okay, so all right. So the last question I wanted to ask you is: as far as your mentors go, who do who do you look up to, and who do you tell your Utoria girls? You know, suggest maybe these are the books you should read. These are the women who are our role models for this generation. Um, I have a lot of mentors and a lot of idols that I look up to. Obviously, uh, Tori Johnson, you know, we've had a really close, you know, friendship and kind of worked together a lot over the past two years starting Utoria. And also Jen Groover, who's an internationally known entrepreneur um, based out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She's amazing. Um, she's a product developer. She's creator of the Butler Bag. So she helps a lot, you know, picking products because she can tell us, you know, is this quality, you know, is this, you know, a great company? Is the integrity good? And, you know, all those different things. So she helps me out a lot with that. Um, my mother, obviously, like, I, I wouldn't do anything without her. Um, and also, Allie Brown is a big one for me. And a few issues ago in Forbes, um, in Forbes magazine, Kathy Ireland was on the cover. Oh, I love um, Kathy Ireland. Yeah, so we started tweeting a lot, so she's been really awesome, too. I think um, that's my mom's thing. My mom told me to like her. <laughs> <laughs> she she actually started, like, this really amazing business after she stopped being a Sports Illustrated model, so I really admire her. Um, Peter Shankman, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he uh, founded Haro, helpareporterout.com, and um, it's kind of this email that you get three times a day that, you know, gives you all these press opportunities that you can submit a query and you know really cool things like that um but I don't know there's there's a lot of different entrepreneurs I look up to I don't think I could list them all in a few minutes no I definitely yeah I I get it so all right so let's wrap it up if there's a teen girl that's watching maybe she's 12 to 18 years old she maybe likes soccer or maybe she's a teen mom maybe she just wants to pay her way into college maybe she wants to support her um her dance addiction uh what what would you tell her? Would you tell her um, if she's interested in starting something for herself? I would tell her to do her research um, first. But I've seen situations where people do too much research, so don't spend too much time on it. Um, learn what you need to know, and then go out and implement it and learn as you go. Good advice. Well, Tori, thank you so much for being on the Young Female Entrepreneurs live stream. I, I've really enjoyed following you over the last year it's crazy how fast you've grown and just how focused you are and the fact that you are 15 years old it's insane you're talking about reading fortune magazine that's crazy i think i was reading like gosh i don't even know what i was reading yeah people <laughs> and people and it's funny my i grew up in an entrepreneurial household too but i still didn't pick up like the stuff my parents were reading as much as i probably should have but let this be a lesson to all of you <laughs> uh, so thank you so much tell us where we can find you online um you can find me on twitter i'm probably most active on there my handle is at tori t-o-r-i molnar m-o-l-n-a-r or you can find me on facebook um facebook backslash tori molnar and i'm also on instagram i love instagram um at tori all the time so those are the three places that are most active. Awesome. Again, thank you so much. And thank you to your mother because I think she's been on chat for some time <laughs> ask, answering some questions about your organization. Um, but otherwise, everyone, you've been watching episode 25 of Young Female Entrepreneurs with Tori Molnar. Make sure that you check out myutoria.com at Tori Molnar, all of the places where she is online. Follow her. She's going to be doing some good things. So um, I'm excited to see where she goes in the next year. Uh, again, 
episode 25. So if you're on youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com or overlay.tv or iTunes, wherever it is, that's what episode this is. Make sure that you check out overlay.tv. That's where we put... All of the links that we've been talking about tonight, we'll make sure that we put the Helper Reporter Out link and all that fun stuff. So if you're trying to get some of the resources that Tori's been talking about, we'll have the links there. Until then, uh, next week, we've got another live stream every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Make sure that you show up back here at overlay.tv slash live. And I hope to see you on the YFE chat on Tuesday at 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 Eastern. This has been Jennifer Dono with YoungFemaleEntrepreneurs.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.